and we're back yo what's up boys and girls it's it's your it's your friendly neighborhood three cents podcast we're back in the building we're having a nice time today we're ready to fight whatever technical difficulties may or may not come our way but we're thrilled we're excited we're jubilant we're celebrating the fact that we have our dear friend hunter hunter hunter's in the building today what's up hunter how you feeling doing well man it's good to be on here good to see all you guys um thanks for having me i'm really excited to talk to you hell yeah it's been a long time since i've seen you buddy i know right yeah i think we had like a little we had like a latte or something somewhere some some whack ass town where the, where was no I was in your hometown it wasn't a whack ass town it was it was somewhere in Colorado <laughs> right it was somewhere where was it was it when I was in Denver was it I don't know or where was it was. I feel like it was in like Austin or like I was from Montana but I don't know if I saw you there was it Montana it, it might have been Montana Bozeman. yeah it was yeah, it okay. was Bozeman oh we did meet up in Bozeman that's true yep. So it's been a minute, buddy. Yeah. So for for people that don't know who Hunter is and what Hunter is about, what's what's a good what's a good like little summary of what you got going on right now? Um basically the biggest thing that I do right now is I'm the label manager for for Alt Vision Records. We rep artists like Blue to Tiger, uh 53 Thieves. Um we've worked with like Medicine uh autograph in the past um we also i also do uh pr for the artists that we manage which include you know autograph kid drezzo whole bunch of those people um originally got started in the game uh with this blog called run the trap basically started from the beginning and we built it up that's how i met all of you guys originally because found your music and really fucked with it and talked about it. And, uh, you know, that just kind of led us in and led me into, you know, making music a a full career. That was a beautiful summary and shout out, run the trap. (laughs) Those were the days. Also led me into making music a full career. Let's go. Single handedly. It was all just run the trap. <laughs> it was all Hunter. All, all. Remember back in the day when releasing a song was like, I don't know, I'll like make a song and send it to Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd be like, oh yeah, this is dope. Well, let's put this out. <laughs> yeah. Hunter got me to uh, I put out that Odessa remix because he said it was good. I remember that. You were on the fence about it. And I was, I was like, like, no, sort of, this yeah. is good. <laughs> You're like, put it out. We'll fucking, we'll fucking repost it and blog it. And I was like, all right, it's coming out today. The good old day. Perfect. You, could yeah, make, right? you could just make it and drop it. You could just make a song and just yeah. put it out that second if you wanted. That yeah, just upload it to SoundCloud. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. It was so, so sick. Like, you could literally do that. You can make the shit, not even think about it, drop it that night, wake up in the morning with like, tons of hype on your shit all your homies gas you up bunch of comments like and you could do that like you could rinse and repeat that a few times a week it was not like it was like you know once you got up on a on a once you once you got with a certain like i guess peer group right like where you had enough reach or whatever but like that was really just a fucking sick time and i remember the first kind of leg out of that was like that purge that they did you remember when they did that big purge where they purged all the remixes and shit 
Oh, yep. Oh. And it was the like first like DMCA port purge. Yeah. And I, feel I remember like I'm watching the first few minutes of the movie up right now. <laughs> like, oh, no. I this to get so real so fast. <laughs> yeah, it just went all the way in. Yeah, we went Marty's, from like Marty's feeling this one. We're stoked all the way to DMCA and like fucking two. Look minutes. how red I've become. <laughs> turn my, my camera off. Hell yeah. So what takes up most of your time right now? What are you what are you the most focused on, would you say? Yeah, I mean, so I'm basically like figuring out the marketing for all of our releases, you know, what kind of content that we're going to put together. How's this relating to a larger story? Um, are we building this into an EP? Just like getting those whole timelines down um, and, and, you know, then finding creatives to help like make, like bring that to a reality that takes up most of my time. And then just, I, I handle all, all the inquiries for blue, which like we have a big uh, EP that's coming out in two weeks. So that, that takes up a lot of my time as well. Wow. So it, it's, you're in an interesting position because anybody that's like, has anything to do with any of this shit right now knows this atmosphere is changing. Like every two weeks is what it feels like. It feels like the climate is super free form it's like feels like the wild west feels like anything could pop off but like most things don't pop off and like yeah. you know there's definite channels um do you feel like you have a pretty good tack on 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 where things are going you know at right this second do you feel like you have to make a lot of changes or do you feel like it's it's been more consistent and i'm just a jackass no, I mean, like, it's constantly chasing, like, even from, like, where we were, like, a year ago, just, like, the explosion of TikTok since, like, quarantine hit especially, like, it was influential before, but it's even, like, gotten more influential as far as, like, the whole music marketing landscape, uh, you know, looks and like right now what the thing that's going crazy and like i'm trying to dive into is this whole like nft explosion that i'm sure that you guys are, have are aware of um, oh yeah it's just it's just going absolutely crazy right now so i'm trying to learn as much of it about it i mean like four weeks ago it wasn't even a thing i was thinking about you know what i mean so i think the music landscape is always evolving and like the creative landscape is always evolving so you have to be on your toes it's crazy to hear you talk about the NFT shit because I've been I was I've been kind of bullying people into thinking about it for a couple months now, and I think like wow. the very first one of these that we did, I was kind of exploring the possibilities like of like what can be done with music there, what can be done with because you you know you, with with the art world it's already working, but then like you can attach files to the NFTs too, so you can you can definitely include music, and that landscape is like fucking crazy exciting to me and i'm i'm all in focused on that right now too um because my project's all based in virtual reality and it's been going awesome but like everything about that is i'm i'm whatever's going on out there i'm not paying attention to i'm like i'm wholly focused on on some some futuristic virtual shit you know and the nft thing is is fucking absolutely insane in your estimation do you think tiktok is 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 like probably the number one resource right now for musicians to get their marketing uh, uh busting a move 
Yeah, definitely. I just think it's the easiest platform that allows you to like kind of go viral or have a moment um, because the algorithm is actually boosting content the most that that is getting interaction so doing it yourself you're able to you're able to not only grow on that platform but if you are growing on that platform it's spilling out to all your other socials it's coming they're coming to your youtube they're coming to your instagram they're coming to your spotify etc they're following you everywhere because they're the type of fans that just want to consume all the time right mm. and so when they find something they they really like on that platform they're going to follow it and keep tabs on it on every other platform as well so investing in yourself and like figuring out like what you can do on that platform is is i think paramount to 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 just being discovered right now interesting because because i'm i don't have one these two have been wrecking it for a little bit here these guys have focused fire on it and i see it working out how are you guys how's your guys journeys uh, through the tiktok maelstrom yeah, man, it's been it's it's been interesting, and TikTok's weird, you know, because like it, it doesn't matter how many followers you have or anything. It yeah. like anybody's shit could go viral at any time, and every time you upload yeah. a video, it shows yep. it to like a small batch of like local people, and then depending on how they react, it moves to another batch and it expands. And so every time you post a video, it's showing like maybe ten percent of even that your followers, and it's showing just brand new batches of people, which is cool because you can keep trying like different shit all the time. And keep yeah. reaching like different people. Like I did like musician producer mentor stuff and that grew my account like massively. And then I noticed it kind of like reached all those people. So I started doing like these songs sound like these other songs videos and that like reached this whole other thing. And it's just uh it's a fucking wild the algorithm on is just fucking wild. <laughs> I like how normal your content sounds compared to mine. Mine was like fucking hitting myself in the face with tubes and then that kind of plateaued. And then I moved on to calming music. <laughs> Before you got in here, I was like, I was like, where's, where's Marty? Where's that fucking communist at? <laughs> <laughs> Just setting up my red bean bag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I noticed that, that the, the casual, casual, not Just ca filming calming music for, how did your um, January uh, pan out? Because I imagine that was probably pretty rad for your TikTok. January is uh, interesting. I mean, the thing about January is like some of them are going to be good and some of them are going to be less good. So every year is just about trying to make the worst ones better and the best ones like really good. Mm -hmm. uh, it was interesting because I'm posting them now on Instagram and TikTok and I didn't do Twitter this year because fuck Twitter. I'm not very good at it. And YouTube. So uh, it was just interesting because like one would go viral on TikTok and get like 125,000 likes or whatever. And then it wouldn't do anything on the other ones. And then one of them would do really well. It was just kind of weird watching some of them like kind of flatline on, on some platforms and then blow up on other ones. Yep. I don't know. It is interesting. It's just good to be making stuff all the time. The thing I like most about TikTok is it just basically encourages you to be like making shit, which. Uh... We need that. Yeah. <laughs> So you froze up, Marty, but you, you look, you look, you know, like engaged still, you know, this yeah. is a face that we could read as being, you know, he's faking. There's, this there's is. a lot of different faces that could be now that one, that one's a little, that, that's, <laughs> there we go. That's <laughs> one, that's one we froze on. That there we go. Yeah. Interesting shit. So I have like, I have like, you know, to my, to my own detriment, perhaps, I've decided to take a different course altogether and I've avoided TikTok because like it, 
it makes me nauseous. Um, yeah, like you want to take good mental health. Yeah, the, the the platform like really bothered me when it came out, and I just I just didn't want to do any more like kind of algorithmic hustling. I just didn't feel like it, which I think is is fine um, because I think where we're at, like I said, it's there's a lot of different games that can be played right now, and so like pick the game that's fun for you. Like e busking on fucking TikTok's not that fun for me um, right now because I haven't figured out a way to make it fun for myself. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. I will. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll start doing, I'll put on some booty shorts and start doing some dances or who knows, you know? Um, but I'll, uh, fo- I'm focused on, on community, community building. I'm focused on like a whole different Avenue, but I, I still will see my friends do shit that pops off like crazy. And I'm like, man, I might be fucking up. I don't know. This is a lot of reach right there. And you, you made a comment that's interesting to me about how you felt pretty certain that people were moving off the platform into other places and checking you out. Um, do you think that that's like, do you think, do you think that that's like, like even more than other platforms? Do you, do you see that? Like, I know there's ways to quantify things like that. Cause you can kind of look in the analytics of other places and be like, okay, where did these people come from? I don't know how focused you are on that from a marketing perspective. Like, do you see a big, well, but it would be pretty easy, right? If you had clearly some sensational TikTok activity and then all these other things are growing too, right? That's, exactly. That's, that's yeah. like, that's pretty much what happens. Like you see a song that's like, like um, obviously blue is like the biggest example. She has like a million followers on TikTok now from doing her bass covers and Fucking her crazy. content. Yeah. And so like anytime she have one that just goes, you know, super viral gets, you know, a few million views. Like we see a spike in Instagram followers. We see a spike in YouTube subscribers, et cetera. Like you can directly quantify that. Um, and, and you see a spike in Spotify followers. So it's, it's, it's very like, you can just see it in the data um, just right away when something happens that it's, and I think that's just like, that's just a viral moment anywhere. And it's just easier to have those viral moments on TikTok right now right. than almost any other platform. I would say that like people start need to using like Instagram reels a lot more because Instagram is trying to like become the new TikTok essentially. Right. So they're, they're like really boosting reels algorithm out right now. Um, so making sure people are, uh, are using, using that platform, um, or using that aspect of Instagram is very important as well. Yeah. Interesting. How did you get involved with blue in the first place? So we found her on YouTube. We found the video for her single Mad Love and that came out on the Knox record and it was just something that popped up on her feed and we saw her and we thought, hey, she's really cool. Um, and we reached out to her. She didn't have any management. She had no one had that had been talking to her. She was just kind of on the Knox label, like working with the Knox management team, like releasing stuff through, uh, through them. And, um, definitely wanted to have like an outside opinion. And so we started talking to her and uh, eventually we got brought on right before or a couple months before she dropped her single tangerine and then went on tour with Caroline Polachek. Crazy. So yeah, you just slid up in, in the, at the right time, right place, right time for both of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. So like she was on, she was doing, she did the whole like, 
Carolyn Polachek tour. She was like the bassist and provided backing vocals, the only member of her band. And they were, you know, they did a whole U.S. tour and then they're getting ready to do... Um, do a European tour. They did like a like a special Annie Mac present show for like three hundred people in like this old church in in England, which was super Crazy. cool. And then like two days later, the whole world got shut down because of coronavirus. And she back um but that's when she decided to start doing tiktoks and so she made like her first like tiktok which was i think the savage one or no it was a doja cat say so and like she literally posted it right before she took off to fly back from the uk to new york where she lives and like landed and the thing had like a million views <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh that's just kind of how it all got started we were stoked about our soundcloud like wake up to twelve thousand plays thing like that was hype as shit can you imagine just taking a flight and landing and be like one milli like that's that's um that's fucking wild man um, now how do you think so you you've you've been managing and helping artists out for quite some time now um mm -hmm. What's what do you think? Is there a is there a mindset that you think existing producers should be upgrading towards that you see her walking around with? Is there if you if you could slap any of these old heads in the in the in the face and uh, give them you know like it, you see any striking differences between for instance how she has to carry herself what she has to do and what you see everyone that's complaining about the state of things doing what what do you think that message would be hmm, that's a good that's an interesting question because she is like as far as her like taste like it's very like eclectic it's very like 70s like funk disco like type vibes but like she she's creative and like bringing that to like a younger audience i think just being more willing to share yourself like i think that's something that she does the best and like that's what resonates with people is just sharing yourself and who you are because people especially right now are looking for human connection and they want those um like intimacies and like being doing that being yourself on all your socials is is the best way you can do it um and and that's just what she does she's 100 percent herself and like authentic uh everywhere she goes interesting do you see um do you see any like potential do, do, do are there are there negative things about that level of exposure on someone so fresh in their career um that uh, they're kind of unexpected or pop up or is is there any is there a darker side to it that I mean, you've just got to, you've just got to ma manage your time. And that's like something I think that it learns, like you have to learn regardless of what you're doing is manage your time. You can't just totally like invest yourself in doing like, you know, the one specific thing all the time. That's not going to be good for your mental health, your creativity or, or anything you, you, you got to learn when to step away, when to have time for yourself. And, um, you know, that's, that's, Const that that needle's constantly moving sometimes you need more time off sometimes you don't need as much time off but just like being cognizant of how you're reacting to everything and how it's affecting you um is is just i think imperative yeah 
so don't sit around and fucking read all your comments if you get a, a million you know subs- subscribers or whatever don't look at every fucking thing that's happening yeah and that's a hard thing to do because like your, your brain like you you learn the most by messing up and like from like negative connotations because your brain doesn't want that to happen again right mm. and so you actually learn most from like negative things and so you see those like few negative comments and they stand out versus like the 100 or 200 or whatever like positive con- comments so you just got to be able to drown that out that's a good point give me give me those negative comments all those idiots are doing is boosting your algorithm anyways true <laughs> yeah like that i think that you know if the comment section is like very polarizing then and there's lots of negative comments lots of positive ones like those are usually the videos that are banging on tiktok yeah, yeah the, the polarizing shit could be good but i feel like if you're at a point where you got a million subs and you're doing your thing and it's on mostly like creative love, like, you know, you're playing covers, you got your own original music. It's like at a certain point, it, I think it's interesting because I, I don't have anything like with that level of success, obviously, but I would, I would have to tell myself like, let the, at this point, like let the success of the thing, like the, it's normally the opposite. Normally I don't give a fuck about numbers. Like when I'm starting on things, cause I don't want that to guide me. Cause I think like, if you're really trying to be creative, you should trust your intuition and you should really dig into the shit that you think is fucking rad and bring that forward and fuck the algorithmic stuff in the beginning. But I feel like if you, if you were that big, I would be tempted to want to flip it and just be like, I'm not going to look at like the human connected portions of this. I'm going to read it by the numbers because it's a bandwidth issue. There's no way I can interface with that many fucking comments and keep my sanity at the same time. Like, but I don't know. That's all, that's all speculative for, for me for now. Um, so how do you, how do you, how do you make a living with off of, off of that success? How do you, how do you pay your rent? as an artist, let's say you blow up on TikTok and you've got lots of attention like that. Does that directly translate to something that you can sustain yourself with? I mean, it's directly going to translate to all the record label. Like, I mean, depending on your level of virality, right? Like record labels are like, that's what all A&Rs I feel do right now is just sit and look what's happening on TikTok and like try and sign off like one-off singles or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because they see like the potential or obviously see how, see how well the song is reacting. People are growing across platforms. It's hard to keep, it's hard to sustain that level of virality, but um, I think there's definitely a world that, um, you know, record labels are going to be paying attention to it. I think that fever has died down a little bit more now versus a year ago um, because I think a lot of, labels got caught and like some of these acts didn't have the longevity they just had a viral moment and they weren't able to uh they weren't able to sustain that or bring that into and make like a full-on artist out of it um and so they're being a little more defensive about that stuff right now um so i think if you're having a viral moment you've got to figure out who's watching this how you're going to retain that audience and like why they're there are they there for you how are you converting them over to you and your your brand um and that's what's gonna help you build that core fan base and that's what's gonna grow you into a full-on musician that people are gonna care about for years to come right so your mind went right to labels when i said about surviving (laughs) and that's interesting to me because like again you know i i 
I well, I notoriously make everything way harder on myself, and that's half the half the fun of my life. But in my mind, I've sort of written labels off to a large degree for independent musicians as being kind of useless right now. And and so I was kind of shocked to hear like that your first response was, well, labels. Well, I think you can throw that in with like distro too. If like if it's a song you release, like your distribution, even if you are independent, like they're gonna have budget to to make this bigger because they're obviously making more money off it too. So I, I think you can just lump labels in with like a big distro, like a stem or TuneCore, etc. Um, okay. Which you know a lot of a lot of people do. So um, so that's that for the just for the monetization of you know when people listen to it. But besides that, and and seeing that we get this, like this, like uh, just pure ass amount of money per stream that we get on, you know, uh, Spotify and, and anything else. Um, mm-hmm. What are other strategies that uh, you're seeing, you know, be effective for fortifying yourself with, you know, because Ross is all about the mul- multiple income streams. I am too. What other things are you seeing as a direct result of the TikTok strategy? So, I mean, it's really hard right now because there are no live shows, right? And the hard ticket touring is such a big income for the music industry in general. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so trying to like build yourself from like an, like there's a big difference between like internet sensation and being like a hard ticket sensation right Mm. and it's a very hard gap to bridge so that's like our been our main focus is like how are we turning blue who's having this viral moment is definitely growing online but like we haven't been able to get like those hard ticket shows that you would normally be able to get and like translating those fans and becoming true fans who are going to go buy the tickets so that's like the hardest thing and i think the thing that people need to focus on the most obviously getting you know more multiple sources of income is is always the right thing to do so make sure your publishing is all all fucking set because i feel like a lot of people sleep on that and they're not collecting in all the avenues there um and then um yeah i mean just like collaboration get get with other people work with other people as much as you can that's going to grow your profile in new directions um and and just get you to to a more of an audience and, and solidify who you are Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's a huge deal. I think people are having a hard time, um, focusing on, or people have a hard time figuring out how to build a community right now because of the rapid fire nature of all this shit. Like TikTok, it's just, everything's just boom, 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 boom. You're past it and you're onto the next. So it's, so that's why like, you know, you need a ton of content and you need to be sharing a ton of shit. And the easiest thing to share is just like who you really are and what's really going on with your life and your creative ideas, because it's this like war of attention. Um, but at the same time, yeah, you know, so let's say, yeah, you were winning over the hearts and minds of, of a few, but then where do you take them to make like more solid connections? You know, I think that's like, like that deeper connection that you get from seeing them in person getting being able to lock eyes with them and smile at a show they smile oh my god they smiled at me like oh my god this they fucking smelled me or whatever it is <laughs> and uh that's that's like really i think a difficult um solution and i'm a broken record but this it's my it's my job on this podcast to talk about how fucking sick i think the vr music scene is right now 
mm-hmm. and yeah. VR has been fucking amazing for for that specific thing for the community building portion of it because um we like i get we get to i get to hang out with people in there every day like with telepresence and go do shit together and it's it it's growing and growing and growing and growing every day like that scene that's going on in there i think the reason why that's as potent and growing as fast as it is is because it's got that virtual thing that's that's missing that we can't go to shows and that we can't like hang out together yeah that's like an interesting space that i don't know a whole lot about to be honest so i I would love to like know more about it but i see artists like obviously you're doing it like porter has done that a lot as well um and so i i think there's a that's a really good solution to to help people uh help people connect right now but i i'd love to learn more about that yeah porter came to one of the shows that i threw and and uh and the people that you run into in there are, you know, it's, it's, it's coming. Like more people are coming. I mean, Porter's been ahead of the game with that for a minute, mm-hmm. but there, there, there wasn't like the community that there is now because of the pandemic, everybody's got their head in a, in a quest too. And because of the price point of the quest too, that made that way more accessible for people to come in to get into social VR. Social VR is seeing it's like, it's dawn right now. And the shows that are in there and the communities that are already kind of like in their center space, there's a difference between a VR experience where an artist comes in and plays a show in VR and it's like, Oh cool. Like Alice in Wonderland just did the thing with the wave. Right. And okay. Um, the, the production value of that was, was pretty cool. I get what they were going with that and the kind of gamifying things was, was pretty cool. But the thing that's missing from that and from a lot of the stuff that I see that people try to do with these one-offs is it's missing a scene. There's no like music scene, right? Like scenes are super important and they're like fucking gone right now because we can't hang out in person. So you can't see like who's wearing what shirts. You can't see who's got the you know shirts and patches and you can't see the the style that they have and shit. Well, there's, there's music scenes in VR now and they dress themselves like to look a certain way. Like they're, they're clicky. They're, you know, it's, it's, it's a real deal scene, but you've got more creative control. So each, every person involved can really like express themselves in this really full way. But those scenes are, are building week by week. And there's a party going around on because of the time zones, there's a party going on 24 seven. And not all of them are incredible, you know, like some of them are just like an excuse to show up and listen to music somewhere. But then there's certain events that are really curated, have sick DJs, have fucking sick producers, have a sick vibe. Like it's, you know, like the the dog whistle for me was like, I saw somebody with like a tech life patch on the back of their jacket. And I was like, oh shit, I'm in the right spot right now. And then I went and checked out more shit and I wasn't let down because that was, those, those are my folks. Like that's fucking sick. Uh, the exciting part about it is for me, it's the most fun I've had with music since the beginning of like SoundCloud. And it's the best reaction I've gotten to anything I've done almost ever from building whole worlds. Cause I can present not only the music, but I'm building my own worlds to share the music in. I'm building my own clubs. Like I've multiple venues now. And, you know, the clothes and like the whole thing, like I can build that whole thing out in there and people are spending 
crazy amounts of time in there. So for connecting, I can't stress enough. Like if you have access to VR and you're an artist, like go in and explore and check that out because it's getting really sick and it's getting sick fast. And I feel like this is like a, you know, every scene's got that sweet spot where like, Oh, those were the days kind of thing. We're in like the, like we're in like day three of those were the days. So I don't know how many more we have, but it's fucking awesome. And, you know, moving into the NFT conversation, there is so much opportunity to be had with the connection of those two spaces as, um, as creative as you want to be right as far as nft being on your radar um for music specifically what brought it on your radar and like what are you the most curious about with it well it's just interesting um i mean i think we all saw how much money people were starting to make like (laughs) rac RAC like has his own token and like he made a bunch of money. I think the big thing that kicked it off was Audius dropping their token as well and people making like significant amounts of money off of that mm-hmm. and like their their whole setup. Um, I know like Two Feet partnered with a, a an illustrator and they, that dropped it a million dollars. Chromatic just did one last week where he like did his tour visuals with some like new new audio like a new album behind it and that made one point five million dollars dollars so it's just like the the insane amount of money that's going into it right now you just you can't ignore it like it's just it's there it's exploding like probably unsustainably right now but i mean anywhere there's money to be made that's like it's going to get the attention of of anybody who's paying it you know who's, who's out there i think i think the interesting thing about nft is that so you need there needs to be hype to justify those numbers. Right. Mm -hmm. And the numbers are all also out of control. Like I see some shit that's just pure ass. I'll see like, you know, I'll see a fucking gif of like Snoopy hitting a joint and like high five and Snoop Dogg. And it goes for like fucking $6,000 or something. And like tight, like pure ass. But I also see like, not unlike a um, art gallery environment where Mm -hmm. there's like, depth to the story behind the artist and behind like the situation. And that's, what's providing the value and those more curated sort of things. Like there's a, there's a, like a curated hype that I think is tight. And yeah, I'm all, I'm all there for that because I think this is going to introduce, um, I think this is sort of the universe's natural response to a lack of human curation in the art that we're experiencing. We're all just, you know, slamming our meat down on the screen, trying to find shit that's cool and like letting the algorithm dictate what that is and and then artists are increasingly veering towards the algorithms whether they whether they know it or not some people do it willingly like okay like astronauts right every art gallery uh dealer will tell you that like any any piece with an astronaut in it is gonna go almost right away and somebody that fucking makes shit with astronauts in it is like their pieces are always going to fly. It's always going to go better with the general public. That's been a thing. You could see that algorithm shit when that all these like cinema 4d looking astronaut pieces hit like NFT and all that stuff, the same trend happened, but the algorithm also sort of supported that in the first place and cool. So those two things can go together, but then you have the ability to, for someone to, snag an artist figure out their story find out why it's cool pull it up 
buy it, put their chunk of change down on it and say, it's worth this to me. And then continue that process and curate it from just that they think it's cool. They think this person is cool. Then deliver that into an algorithm. And I think we're, we're sorely fucking missing that artistically, Mm -hmm. like sorely. So I think it's a, it's a really cool avenue for that too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd be keen to hear like you, more of your thoughts on on like the whole NFT thing, like Marty and Ross as well, because like it's definitely like I I know they're they're trying to like someone's trying to set up a, a music like a musician forward <laughs> NFT like website um, versus like an artist forward one um, because this space is obviously opening up a lot right now. So I just I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on like what where. where music what musicians could do in this space and and how you particularly might might use this space i i wish i had time to put into figuring it out right now (laughs) gotcha yeah Yeah, i don't know i don't know the first thing about it at this point honestly i've just been in the middle of like i've got a single coming out friday so i'm just making a bunch of stuff (laughs) right now he's been in january second I'm True. just losing millions of dollars over here. <laughs> yeah, he's missing out on millions by the second. No, Randy t- told me about NFTs. Like, yeah, he's been on it for a second, at least at least three months ago. Uh, told me about digital artists selling their stuff and <clears throat> minting it. I don't understand a lot about it, but I realize that it's you mint something like a a piece of digital art, and then that's sold on the internet through and people. It's the uh, uh, attached to ethereum right yeah 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 that's what i thought so a friend of mine who randy knows named lee miles called me a couple of days ago and was like going off about this stuff and I, I keep hearing more and more people talking about it but as soon as like like guys like that as soon as they start like hitting me up i'm like okay so everybody's like literally talking about this thing right now so yeah it's- yeah what i think is like i have a bunch of ideas some of them i'm keeping closer to my chest because i think there's opportunity in in that right now the 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 creative shit that you can do with nft and like the way you present your shit and like how you think about like what the boundaries of the art to tokenize might be Mm -hmm. i think is really narrow right now and it's gonna expand and like you know these are multimedia experiences and then and then when you consider like our data geography and you consider like different kinds of data that can be included with shit like this. Like there's, there's some shit that's coming that like is pretty cool. There's, there's like a sculpture for instance, right? If, if you create a data sculpture and you like, you think about it in terms, what does that mean? That can mean a lot of different things, but, and you can figure out a way to tokenize that sculpture of data, which is really just a sculpture is uh, in, in real life is just, I don't know what the fucking exact definition is. We all know what a sculpture is, but it's taking something and, and, and molding it into something else that represents something, right? If you do that with data and you can fence that off and you can tokenize that sick, like there's so many ways to be unique with this shit. And, uh, I'm like, I'm terrible excited. So actually a significant amount of my attention is on building something for, that right now for that shit right now like within the next four weeks i'll have shit up and out 
Hell yeah. So one thing I've also noticed that's interesting is is I've seen a few artists do this now is attach royalties to the NFT for for upcoming songs. And I think that's a very interesting thing to do that you're willing to mm-hmm. give like some royalties from either, you know, music you've put out or music you're going to put out and like that that's going to be included in this piece of piece of art. Um I don't it helps know. The auction. If you're yeah. a dope, if you're a dope fucking artist, and your chances of landing a song in Netflix, on the Netflix special or whatever the fuck is higher, that is worth like that's worth gambling towards, which is essentially what this is is about: is supplying the value towards that. And if you give them the royalties, but you also have it set up so you get a commission on that NFT every time it changes hands. Well, fuck, who cares? Like, share the royalty and then yeah. also get your commission and bat on your fucking self. It's sick, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that that's something I just learned, like, in the last couple of days, is that you can get commissions every time that your NFT is, is sold. That's that's something that's brand new that was just brought to my attention. It's just all, that's wild. Yeah. And, and, and it can, it can, it can be sore for people. I have a buddy who bought like these, like a couple NFT pieces, uh, what, like nine months ago or something. It was just these little, like he said, it was a boom box picture of a boom box. And he had the option to like get included into the commission or I forget what it was. I think he had the option to do it, but he, he didn't cause the way that they were going to be minted and, and they didn't, he just wanted to like get a higher payout or something. I forget what, anyway, he passed on that opportunity. You got it for like nine bucks. He was like, oh yeah, this will be fun. I'll just support it, blah, blah, blah. Like now today, like the top one sells for like, like $900,000. And then like the series goes for like, you can't touch them for less than like 70,000. And he had like one of the originals and stuff. And he, he sold it for like 25 bucks or something. And he got it for like nine bucks. So he's just fucking hurting, you know? So there's, that's, that would be, that would like, that would be so sore. Um, that world is 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 nuts the crypto world is nuts but it's fucking massively exciting because look if you if you pull your head out of your ass and you go learn what this shit is not i'm not aiming this at you marty but just in anybody in general (laughs) if you go learn about what this is you have the opportunity to entirely eliminate a a middleman you know from taking shit out your pocket like you have the ability to to dream something up from nothing in your mind, create a piece of art and then fucking live off that shit, which has been missing for a long time for us. Yeah. Yep. Creators are taking the power back. I really think they are. And like the whole, the whole thing is like digital is not going anywhere. It's, it's, it's only going to keep expanding right now um, as we, as we move forward. So while I, I don't know if like the, the, the market prices right now are just sustainable, um, I, I don't see this whole marketplace going anywhere in, in the future. It's always going to be around and there's always going to be people pushing this forward. Yep. Yeah. I, to- I totally agree. Yeah. It's uh it's wild because it doesn't feel like I think a lot of artists, musicians especially, don't feel like music's not enough anymore. Definitely, it feels like it's not. It's not. It just straight up isn't. If you look at everyone, do you see like who's a who's someone that can release just like music and just like be okay with like Frank Ocean, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not not anybody that's came out in the last like you know five or six years. It's yeah, you, you like know. you have to you have to do it all most or at least most of it 
that's a fact that is a fact this is the part where all all like the three of us just do the thousand yard stare at our cameras thinking about uh, uh yeah it's, it's the vietnam war time, meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah someday i'll sleep again <laughs> the, yeah uh, what was the what was the people one that just sold for like a bunch of money that was smart they did all those individual pieces and like made like physical like cards yep and like physical stations and they look fucking sick mm-hmm. yeah and he made himself i don't even know what the no, final number was it was like one and a half mil or something well, it, yep. it, 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 they resold this piece for, I think it was like six. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Some well, piece for sold of his. I think it's, I think it's like the highest selling or septed on the secondary market that's happened yet. It's insane. And mm-hmm. it's only going to get better. And it's not too late. Like, like this is the fucking thing. This is like everybody remember when like crypto was exciting for the first time and it was like beyond just your your fucking wall-eyed nerd cousin that was talking about crypto but it was like actually some shit that was going down everybody's like oh shit crypto's a thing and then you're like oh yeah well that's already been going so i probably can't get into it but if you had gotten into it then you would make some fucking money by now this is gonna do it this is the same thing it's it's super early in its infancy so like don't fucking sleep get in there and get on it and figure it out Man, Marty, you you'll be able to do some sick shit. All your art is always so good, like the art that you pick and That's like true. the way you present stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you can make some fire NFTs. I gotta make these Spotify canvases though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got make, other shit to do. I haven't I, slept since November. Yeah, fine. Make those Spotify canvases can dual purpose as NFTs. Exactly. True. Oh, I can just sell stuff I've already made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You're you're like minting it and then making it an original, and then there's the original, and then you can do copies of it. So like some of these art pieces have like you know, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred copies, whatever. I'll have to Google NFT and find out what it stands for, and then I'll make a bunch of money off it. Non fungible <laughs> tokens. Yeah. Non fungible. That's a fucking fun word to say. What you fungible. say? And you have, have to, to hit give the it, dictionary next. Yeah. And then you have to buy something called like gas to sell, right? Isn't that the thing? Like you have to have gas. It's like an investment to sell your stuff. This is all what Lee was telling me. I just get I just get gas in general. I mean, I have just all of this shit in general. as a as a result of all this. As a, as a result of dealing with trying to figure out how to be a musician in 2021. <laughs> It's well, tough. you could just make music and do nothing else, but how to be a musician where you can mm-hmm. get your stuff listened to or be a career musician where you make a living is a, it's a whole just, different thing. I just wanted to play guitar, Ross. Like when I started all this shit, like back in the day, I just wanted to play guitar. I, I, I lament about that every day. I was just, I was just trying to play guitar in a band. Like I just wanted, yeah. I wanted my, my middle school crush to like me. That's it. And now here I am. I say, I tell myself the same thing. I just wanted to learn piano. Some older girls in high school wanted to learn a song and I knew how to figure it out. And then I was like, shit, I could make a whole career out of this. And now here I am <laughs> getting yelled at about NFTs. Now I'm, a, <laughs> I'm sitting around being a communist, getting yelled at about yeah. NFTs on the internet. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a communist. <laughs> now I got to go Google this fucking thing. Yeah, probably build it. It's gonna take you. It's gonna ruin the whole. It's gonna ruin your whole commie vibe. It's it's 
it's a trap. Yeah, look, TikTok's dope, but yeah, it's the money thing with TikTok is uh, it's hard. So yeah, the NFT yeah, that's a much really better hard. route, I think. Is at least a sustainable, more sustainable route if you make yeah. something sick and it helps if you got some fucking clout to begin with, or if you could like squat yeah. up with an artist that has some. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. What? So what kind of? So Hunter and I one night. Like we've t- we've talked a bunch, but like one night we just decided to like throw songs back and forth at each other, and that was like that was so so sick because it was like uh, it was it was almost like uh, trading songs with someone like that you grew up with or something. It was fucking bizarre. Um, really really cool. But that being said, and how much I appreciate your music taste, um, I periodically also hit you up to see what you're because I feel like you're always listening for new stuff mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I like, like more often than not, the shit that you listen to. What are you stoked about these days? Like, who, what, what kind of shit are you listening to a lot? That's kind of new. That's kind of new. Um, there's this girl, Samia, who who put out a really, really good album called uh, "The Baby" last year. Um, I highly recommend uh, anyone go and listen to that. Um, Let's see. Uh, let me pull up my Spotify playlist. Yeah, hey, there you go. <laughs> you got me into Soccer Mommy super hard. I like. I, I'd encountered that before, but you were like, no, fucking no. Listen to it. Listen to it. Yeah, I mean, this, this, she's really good. Oh, I just found this band uh, called Super Organism. They they, they put out some uh, stuff a couple oh, yeah. a couple of years ago, but I've been really vibing to them as well. Very good. Super Something organism. for your mind. Yes, mind. <laughs> that, was, that was that was actually that was actually a sample. Mind, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a sample. They took that down for a while because it couldn't it wasn't cleared. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's from an old techno record, isn't it? There it's, it is. Because yeah, I haven't yeah. I haven't heard the song you're talking about, but I had mm-hmm. this techno compilation uh, record when I was a kid, and it something had that like for something your mind, for your mind, something. For your- yeah. Oh, okay, it didn't have all that. It's a different one. But yeah, and then it would go that. But it is a techno record that might have been sampled, but it was like an old dance record. Mm. Yeah, to try to find it. Yeah, That's I heard the original sample like out in the wild a little while ago, and I was like, "Oh shit!" That's a great track, though. The super organism one. Super. Oh organism. yeah, yeah. That little so stop they're... right before mind like that makes the whole track. Hundred percent. I love the little like intricacies like that. It's amazing um, how you can like, you know, you're listening through a song or whatever, and then one little detail is like, this song is incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all it Love takes. That. Yep. Um, like always theme. excited. Or go ahead, Ross. Oh no, I was saying it gives it like a theme more. Yeah. Yeah. Character. Um, I'm really excited about this upcoming uh, Porter Robinson album. I just think that guy is just creatively like insanely talented. Um, so I'm just interested to see what the whole thing is going to look like. Like I've been, I've liked most of the songs he's put out so far, but just to see like the whole project and see like what his vision for the whole project is just is very interesting to me yeah porter's doing some cool shit really really cool shit i'm i'm really interested to see what that full package is too because i wouldn't be surprised if it's like not what we think it's gonna be yep like if it's like an album plus kind of a world it's it's like he he's been pushing towards building worlds and he has actually there's there's a (laughs) there's a couple places in um in vr chat where he's built some cool worlds and stuff um 
too. So we'll see. Hopefully, I'm hoping like that he goes all in on that. Are you saying that Porter is interested in worlds? Oh God! I was I I knew that's where you're going. I was trying to ignore it. (laughs) You know, you you let it tap me on the shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) If you got to tell me about NFTs, I get to make stupid puns. True. That's fair enough. That's fair. that is fair. And then my friend uh, actually this past weekend shared me this this Southern Gothic playlist at, that I am just like enamored with. What? It's just kind. Of, it's very like bluesy, folky Americana, but like like you know a little bit darker than you would normally expect like country music to be. Oh, that's a good fit though because country music, like traditional country music, not like pop country music. Traditional country music's fucking morose. Sick. Yeah. That's good. So yeah, there's there's like some really cool people in here um, that like it's just like kind of like a whole genre that I didn't know was like even kind of going on, but like it, it, it's a whole mood. Goth country, let's go, let's go. Wear that that trench coat fits and everything. Like you don't even <laughs> you don't even have to fuck your fucking style up that much. You can slip right in. There you go, Ross. That's a whole move for you because you've been doing some country shit. You got the long hair and the tattoos. You can go full on goth country. Yep. I could. I, I could be, do it. I've thought about I'm it. I'm surprised before. that I'm surprised to not see more uh just genre blending like that. Like, you know, it's been so long since baby metal you and like Avicii doing country music. You would expect to see that like all the time. Like you would expect to see people just being like, I'm gonna take these two fucking things and just put them together. Old town so road. What's yeah, what's kind of interesting is that like like dan- like bluesy dance is actually like it, there's a scene for it in Europe, but it just hasn't like ch- crossed over to the United States. And uh, I'm true. just like I'm like kind of like wondering like how does that happen? Because I feel like that can like anyone in like Missouri or Florida or Alabama, etc. Like that's like something that could definitely like pop there, or, like you know, develop a whole scene. Yeah, I've encountered it in VR chat. That's the one. That's another cool thing about hearing all these DJs from all around the world is like I get to hear like all these like little micro scenes and like these like little weird concentrate. I'm exposed to way more music than I ever have been. And I've definitely encountered a wave of, of that stuff. and been like, what the fuck? <laughs> have you guys heard of uh, Every Noise at Once? It's this website. No. Anyone? I have not. Uh, I'm going to just check out real quick. Every uh, noise at once. Yeah, Ross, you just did a country music thing. It was yeah, a- I think uh, so. Everynoise.com. It's uh, I think someone at Spotify built it. It uses Spotify data, and it's just like this massive word web of genres. But you can like, <laughs> so you can scroll around, and it's I don't know if you like look at the website. It's just like it's huge. It's fucking massive. It's every genre tag that. Spotify has come up with some of them are nonsensical, oh, but down sick. at the bottom, you can look at it in other ways. Like there's a list of like uh, genres by country. So you could look at any country in the world and see, like, I just went to, uh, where the hell am I? You can go to like, I'll just give you a random example. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Uh, I was looking at Egyptian, like underground electronic music a little while ago. Like you could just go look at any country and be like, Kenyan. what's going on in the scene there? Kenyan yeah. pop. We got, but if you scroll all the way to the bottom, there's like another way to, uh, organize the site. 
Uh, you see that little list there at the bottom? Oh, okay. About a few, a few down, you have uh, genre by country. That's like the fifth one. There you go. And you Whoa. can just look at any country, and it gives you all the genres that are happening in any country. Bongo, Flava, Botswana Pop. So Dude, anyway, I want to check it. Yeah, this is super dope. Thanks. Yeah, this is really interesting. You're looking around to see like what kind of crazy electronic music is happening in Dude, like, Hong Kong Indie. These are good, like band names. Too. Indonesian post hardcore. This is more of like a library of babble because it's like Turkey so much stuff. It's hard to sift through it, but it you know there's good stuff coming from every country, and it's going to give you like if you click on uh, underground electronic music in Egypt, it'll give you like some of the different artist names, and some of them will be bigger, and they'll be grouped like a word web, so related artists are closer together, and you could just like click on their name, and it'll play you like a few seconds of their top track on Spotify. So you can like really quickly get a sense of things. Yeah. This shit called King of Prism. Like that was a genre. Like what the fuck is that going to be like? I'm excited. Shiger. Anyway, that's a cool tool. Figure out, figure out, tell you guys about that one. Yeah, actually, 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 I got to go. Podcast is over. I want to fucking, I want to go scroll around <laughs> on this next two days. Randy's not going to sleep for three weeks. Oh, damn. I'm going to go in. That's that's a good it's, find. It's tight that you can like just click on it and it plays something. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool for searching. And then if you really like what you find, like you can just open a new tab or like open their Spotify page and listen to other stuff. Because it's it's literally built like with the Spotify backend data. So it like builds right into Spotify. Oh, that's wild. Sick. It link it actually links to Spotify. Like if you click on the artist, it'll play I forget exactly how it works, but like it links right to their profiles. I feel like something like this isn't good for Hunter. Yeah, I'm about to I'm about to dive in and just like lose the rest of my productivity this week. We're going to see Hunter with a beard. I'm going to read about NFTs while you guys are catching up with every noise and making my money while you're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. In <laughs> there, there it is. This was a, a diversion. The long con. Yeah, it was a diversion tactic. Getting everybody, yep. getting everybody off off the scent. That's super sick. Ross, how did the country, how was the country release received? Um, Not as poorly as I thought it would be. That's for sure. Actually, it was received a lot better than I thought it would be. What could um, go wrong? Yeah. Right. What could, what oh, could possibly, you know, that wasn't like something that was, it wasn't like some old town road thing where it was like, you know, this kind of like hip hop rapper doing country. It was like, this song's actually a country song. So it's kind of weird. But, you know, I like, you know, me, I like to try different things. What did anything surprise you about doing that whole thing? Uh, I'm surprised that it, I, I'm very surprised how well it came out. And that, I, I mean, that I allowed myself to allow it to come out. <laughs> you, woke up the day of the release and, and, uh, the night, the dude, the night, the night before I, I was bet. like, I bet. what are you fucking doing? Like, who do you think you Wake are? Wake up in a cold sweat. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck am I doing? But it's like, it's just one fucking song who like, you know, there's everybody put so much, there's no reason to put that much weight on one fucking song. Like I try to stay away from TuneCore when I'm in the middle of a manic episode. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> beyond there pulling it down. <laughs> yeah. Ross, that thing you were just saying, that I think is a mindset that I've gotten more into because of TikTok. Because like you put something up and it bombs like fuck, I'm gonna make another thing, I guess. Like just keep trying. 
the mentality of just like making tons of stuff and kind of like being all over the place, but also the eclectic and like fast nature of TikTok is like you're scrolling through like just a bottomless barrel of completely different shit from yeah. all over the world, people doing completely different yeah. stuff. And it's like, and the way that people use audio too ties so directly into music and making and using music in different contexts. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's really opening up at least my perception of like what I can do with music. And so the idea of like making a fucking country song and putting it on Spotify and seeing what happens is like, it's, it's like a pretty low, uh, risk venture yeah. really yeah and so the i like could happen even just a year ago if i came up with a stupid idea and i was like maybe i could make a stupid song like this i probably wouldn't have done it but now like i've already put 31 of them out this year <laughs> see it's a really good point like people are are less uh like the rate of information that we're consuming and the amount like yeah of, of shit that you're that you're exposed to and it's just so eclectic too. And streaming is the same way. Like everything is kind of shifting. The way we consume stuff is so different. So I think it's having an interesting impact on the way that we make stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because Ross did a, a pop punk song and then he did a country music remix. So he's really on a fucking on one. Next time we're getting a polka record. Oh, you have no idea what is in the ether. Right. I got, I got a goth reggae album coming out. I mean, dude, I have some fucking goth ass records too right now you, that Good. I sing them too. It's fucking it's ridiculous. I actually surprisingly found that I sing goth music really well. <laughs> oh, so we lost, lost the, Hunter. Uh, oh, there he's, he's back. He just lost right, his come back. Sorry. Oh. Hey, we got Hunter. We back. missed you. <laughs> hey, w- if you're having fun, like that's the shit you should be making. Like, like I'm just yeah. now presenting stuff that I guess I didn't have the format or the courage to present. Um, and it's, and it's going great. The reception to it's been amazing. And like, it's stuff that like, I was worried about like, Oh, you know, how's it going to be? You know, like if you like it and you fuck with it fully, you like it enough to make a whole fucking song out of it. Like you just lean on it. Like who the fuck cares? And, and yeah, make more fucking songs. Like you get to do that. You get to make more shit. So like, yeah, being, being crazy precious about i mean i did that for years you know and and it just feels like shit you gotta like let the faucet rip so well i think there's less pressure on that now i think that Mm -hmm. we're in a better space like marty said to where he can just do whatever and he's making another one the next day and it's like look everybody figured out music like when we started making music you didn't have good information you had to know some guy knew something that could tell you something special and give you the right sounds to produce now it's like yeah just fucking just get on splice and put some loops together and like it's not everybody's figured out how to fucking sing good. Like, yeah, remember in 2014 how difficult it. it was. Like, you'd hear a like a percussion sound in a snare. wave racer track and you be couldn't like, get a good snare drum. That's simple. Yeah. How do I get a good kick? Like, yeah, oh, these kids now, are spoiled as fuck. Now there's a billion good kicks. <laughs> now you don't even have to. You don't have to do shit. You like I said, you just get on splice and cut together some fucking loops and sing over it and put that shit out. I mean, yeah. that's like what happened to Lack City with Justin Bieber, like literally used one of his, his you know, loops into his yeah, song. the whole thing didn't even change anything about that fucking nope. thing. Just here it is, done, and there you go. So Lax is great. Lax is up on, on, the, on the VR movement. I see Lax in there. That doesn't surprise me that he is. Yeah, I see Lax in there. Yeah, that's 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 the deal. Just 
make your shit, put it out, try as many things as you can. Like, because for as good as something could do, as bad as it might do, doesn't fucking matter. So, like, yeah, say everything you do, you want that to be the shit and you want that to pop off. But, like, number one, that's not mostly not going to happen, even if you are super sick. And then number two, like, you completely eliminate by not putting it out or by, like, over by, by not exploring and doing what you're being honest about then you just limit the opportunity altogether so like like the ups the upshot's far greater and like even if it doesn't feel that way because you're being a perfectionist or you're being um you know you're worried about how you're gonna look or whatever it's just like no one fucking cares that much (laughs) until they do you know that's something i hate what that a and r's do about songs they they like nitpick about like certain things where where like uh should we tune this up like uh, a little bit or or not and and they it's not it's i don't i feel like stuff like that isn't going to change how well the song is going to do you know what i mean totally nitpicking nitpicking like that isn't gonna isn't gonna inhibit the song or like take the song to the next level and i it's just like it's kind of crazy to me that people think that it's either they feel like they need to have like some sort of creative control over these songs that they're putting out or or i i just don't get it personally like just i just don't get it it's like just that that whole thing with the a and r meddling in your shit has always seemed like uh, it's it's per- that's a personal thing, right? Like so, like it's like music is like hi- obviously highly highly subjective. So it's like if if you've known this particular A and R, like it's your childhood friend, and you grew up in like oh respect, like you see like whatever. But if this is some fucking guy you met, and yeah, sure they found so and so and so and so, you know they heard this and they heard that, like stay in your fucking lane. And that's how I feel about it. Is like yo like. Like do do see the opportunity and see where to position that for your company and see how to make us some money. And then like, you know, there's people there's a, it's just oversteps a boundary. I don't think it's, mm-hmm. I don't think it's particularly productive necessary. I, I mean, I don't know. There's no data. What's the data on like all the times an A&R guy saved the fucking day with the, with the snare or put in a hook over here. Or maybe we did that versus like, so he got I'm to tell someone. I guarantee you it's 0% of the time. <laughs> yeah. It has never up. one time ever been productive. Not <laughs> once. I guarantee it. May God himself strike me down this moment if I'm wrong. <laughs> we're waiting. Still here. All right, we're good. So, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, that 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 has always pissed me off. I know Ross has, and you've you've had issues with that too. It's just like Oh yeah shut up yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's like like, you you know what i do like fuck you yeah yeah Yeah, it's 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 Uh, do you want to join the band that's cool so what do you do to get ready for a release these days hunter yeah well yeah i mean like we have like the the whole like you know for like minimum four weeks likely like to have like six to eight weeks before a song's put out we're putting together like the marketing plan and like good to go so what do i have to do i you know are we shooting a music video do we have a director if we are are we going to do a lyric video do we have a creative person that's going to help out with that what are the press shots going to look like um or you know what's the content after are we going to do bts you know what are we doing tiktok wise you know 
et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's a million things on the checklist you have to run through, you know, get it out to your sync partners, make sure it's in front of your connects at all the DSPs, make sure you're hitting all the radio people, you know, sit it out to press. It's, there's a million things you got to think of and like go through um, to get ready for a release. Yeah. That is true. That answer will be humbling for a lot of people to be honest. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people just expect that like you can put out your shit and like, yeah, it's up, it's out now. And then you can send some, some tweets at it or you take pictures and you can do videos. You can do one or two things, but like you really, you're carving out like how, how many days is are like marching orders executed on a campaign for a release. Do you think like when you start, talking about it to when like you don't talk about it anymore like how like how long when i was... like when you first hear a demo before it like gets finished and... no i mean like when you when you say okay this is coming out like that's your first marketing uh contact point like, of like this release is coming out or i'm gonna release it on this date all the way to when you stop talking about the album like how, how long are you canvassing so... like how much con- content so i mean i it, it really just depends like we had we had a song um we have this dude julian Skeboat. um he's like an indie guy out of san antonio and he we just had him like doing stuff on tiktok and you know he's like hey just wrote this um should i put it out and he he wrote that beginning of december and the, that video ended up getting 50k stream or views on tiktok and then he posted another video and that video ended up getting like 300k views and so it's like okay we gotta put this song out now but we need at least like a four-week lead time and we actually put it out a couple weeks ago but like his fans have just been clamoring it but that's been like a two-month process sometimes like it's okay to like you know do a surprise thing and like you're not talking about it at all on socials and then boom look what taylor swift like obviously that's kind of like an outlier with how big she is but she announced she was dropping an album the day before she dropped an album and the album went number one right um i feel bad for kid cuddy because like he released the album the same day and only got to to number two um but only uh, number two damn that's that's a a real infinity gauntlet shit to do to somebody yeah but here you are kid cuddy (laughs) thinking like here's my first album in forever right like i've got a bunch of cool features this is like a whole thing and then you know you get someone coming in the day before your album comes out and you just know it's over just got yeah. snapped like thanos snapped right out of that number one <laughs> position. Much. but i think i think a campaign it can it can last i'd say typically around people what i find is artists don't like to talk about their music once it's out there, they, they don't want to talk about it anymore. Like, cool. Like we've got a music video, like we'll talk about that or, Hey, we have this content piece, but they don't, they don't really like to talk about their own music mainly because I feel like they've moved on by the time the song has come out, they've moved on. They've got new songs. They've got new ideas that are fresher. They're more exciting. You know, they haven't listened to the same song for the past, you know, four to six weeks um they they just want to do something fresh so it's just it's it's hard for us as a label to get people to be continually excited about their music and to keep talking about it because that's what's going to drive people to you and Mm -hmm. to your music so um it's 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 kind of interesting so by talking about it do you think it's helpful to be like 
to like literally dig in and talk about it. Like, like here's like, uh, like here's, here's what this is about or here's yeah. how I made it. Yeah, totally. Like, I think, shit. you know, I think people get deterred because like maybe that content doesn't do as well, but I think your that content is engaging your core fan base and, and like they're learning more about who you are and your thought process and your creative process. And that's going to build your, your core fans of, of, of the super fans, I guess the people who are going to go out and buy tickets to your shows, the people who are going to, you know, be every post they're liking, they're commenting, et cetera. You know, you're, you're building and growing that super fan base. That's always going to engage with you and always be there for you, no matter what you're doing. It's true. I would listen yeah. to Maynard talk about lateralis for like, as long as that took pretty much, if that was a thing that was available, like I would subscribe to the Patreon. That was just exclusively that for five bucks a month. Oh, and that yeah. was literally the only content I would do 100%, 100%. it. hundred percent. I love watching that kind of stuff. My favorite artist. It's like my favorite thing to see is I, but I love the process. So <laughs> I want to see the process, you know? Like even people who aren't like necessarily as like musically inclined like this, it's an interesting view into a world that they don't know. You know what I mean? And like a, that, that could be very like piques some people's curiosity. Yeah. I've been considering like for my own project, like showing I've been, I've been doing everything anonymously. Like I'm not tied anything back to my, any of my other aliases or anything. Cause I wanted to like engage that community, like from a clean slate. And I've been considering like basically like, like saying like, okay, here's what it took to go from scratch to build a, a, a music project in VR. So not only the songs, but to build the worlds and to build the messaging. Cause tool tool is actually a huge, uh, like inspiration for, for doing the world building for what I'm doing too, to like take philosophy and like wrap it into some cool shit and almost make it like one of my favorite things about tool is that like it's it's a it's like a it's a trojan horse because it, it seems aggressive and it seems like dark and sometimes it is but like especially like with lateralis specifically uh it's a powerfully positive message and like there's like mm -hmm. some really red so i i was really inspired by that and took did my own take on that but to go through and I, I, as I'm sitting here listening to you, I'm like, I need to explain like that. It took me 10 hours a day for like four weeks straight to learn how to build virtual reality worlds. Like, and like the process that that went through, that that might actually be interesting for people or like, you know, like all the reading that went into like coming up with the philosophy for the thing, all that stuff, instead of just presenting it on face value, like that's a missed opportunity for me to like, and I'm sure a lot of people, um, like realizing that like if anyone cares about your shit in the first place then they probably care about how you got there and they probably yeah. care about how the things got there too and to like because mm -hmm. I it's, it's hard for me to think like who wants to hear me fucking babble about like how I did this thing but if, if I'm someone's like favorite artist at that moment then it's a different thing I can't judge that it's not for me to judge that's something like, I really respect about that dude, Andrew, Andrew Wong that I work with is yeah. like, he's just taken the process of making anything in any style. Like he hasn't 
you know, dedicated himself to, you know, one brand idea or whatever. His brand is like, I'm going to try to make some cool music shit with like a pineapple or with cracking ice or with a new kind of mic or experimental gear or whatever. And he's just taken the process and turned that into the brand. And I fucking I fuck with that. I think that's super cool. Because we're all like, every single one of us is working nonstop for like a two or three minute piece of audio, like every few months, maybe. And nobody sees that fucking process, but we all work ourselves to death on it. It's just smart because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's the same thing as like a TikTok where you're like, if you're just talking about your life or whatever, like you're already doing it. You know, if you take a few seconds out to film a video talking about doing it, like people do appreciate that. <laughs> it just sort of seems like, you know, brushing your teeth and taking a crap. I literally just thought like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to start my TikTok. And then it's going to like literally start, start with me like dr- like taking a shit. It's going to be like, all right, guys, this is my first shit for the day. Here we go. I'm going in strong. Uh, I fucking slept kind of weird. I got some weird mouth smell, but uh, all right, I'm going to stay tuned. I'm going to brush my brush my teeth. Hold on. <laughs> just make like 5,000 TikToks a day. That would have been good. I, I mean, can you really make that many a day, Marty? Let's see you do it. A TikTok. <laughs> Don't is, tempt him. That's a gimmick I in and of itself. You, would, you right? would just have to go live. It'd yeah. Be so much easier. A TikTok a minute for like for like a full week or like 48 hours straight, like no sleep, just a TikTok a minute. That would be well, a thing in and Every 15 itself. seconds, it's just you doing some shit. Uh, if you did one a minute every minute for 24 straight hours somehow and managed to post them without the time in between to post them, you could make 1,440 of them a day. Wow. So yeah, maybe a thousand okay. if you don't thousand. sleep. But I mean, like to that point, I think there, there's someone who's doing like that type of like curation really well is this kid three, four, seven, eight. And, and he's just like, he's just like a kid. Right. And he's posting and like not every one of his videos goes viral, but I think he's posting, you know, four or five times a day. Um, he'll, he'll archive some of them, but like most of them get, you know, 20 to 50,000 views. But every once in a while he has one that pops off. And like he obviously had that that viral song that, that has like 80 million sp- streams on Spotify. Uh, was it Dancing Dancing in My Room? Dancing in My Room. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that's, I, I think the TikTok game is just, it's just about constantly putting out content all the time and like something's going to click sooner or later. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, shit. I, I mean, it makes sense to you. Know, I've had, I've sort of had like, I'm trying to find a middle ground because if I make too much stuff and it's like too low effort, then nobody gives a shit. But if I like make too high effort stuff, then it takes too much effort and too much time away from, things that I need to actually be doing with my life. Yeah. Yeah, So just like, you know, a little bit of time into editing and scripting and stuff. And I can typically make maybe, you know, three or four a week. And I feel like, you know, I get the best results if I put some thought into it. So completely like off the cuff. Yeah, I think it's like it, it's very dependent on who you are cuz like with some people yeah, totally. I think it's it's good to just like hey, Monday I'm going to sit down for 2 hours and I'm going to make my content for the next 2 weeks or, or 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 whatever, you know what I mean? Like these are the ideas I've had, let's just like bang this out now. Where uh more people some people are going to be off the cuff and they're like, "Oh, I've got this idea right now." And like there's that's just constantly happening to them throughout the day. Um it's just like it's an interesting dynamic and you've got to figure out what again like what works for you totally gotta be so nice if you could just like off the cuff five times a day and people love the shit out of it oh that'd be so much easier the, <laughs> the magic dream. touch 
they, I have to open Premiere and like load in my files and like record the audio separate. God damn it. <laughs> well, Why can't I just be interesting? <laughs> it, you are. You're shit sick. You uh, yeah. where, Why can't I be interesting in a way that makes money? <laughs> that yeah well that's that's a that's a thing to explore um and you find it or like, counterpoint like, or destroy capitalism entirely there it either is or. there it is i'll take either there it one is. there it is there it is so we do this thing every, every do, you, do you feel like it's a good time to do the the wins wins losses uh so we do a thing at, yeah. at for every show where we kind of each go through like um because we do these every other week so we'll pick like uh what were some recent wins uh, like we share some wins and then we share maybe a loss just to show that we're humans and then and then like what we're looking forward to that's coming next um so um somebody want to start you want me to start or where, where do you want to go turn i'll go uh, turn. go get it pusher all right okay okay wins wins uh I actually got to the bottom of my urgent to-do list, which <laughs> is fucking wild. I've got a song out Friday and I made all the canvases for Spotify and all the other bullshit that I had to do. There's like a second tier of urgent stuff that I've been ignoring for a month, but I'm not worried about that right now. Cause I got to the bottom of my first to-do list. Feels great. Boom. I like slept. I had a nap today. Oh, it was incredible. Damn. Uh, us. losses. This is the first nap I've had since November, so that I would consider that a loss. <laughs> uh, I'm not thinking about losses actually right now. I'm I'm in that sort of like Zen, like flow mode where every day it's just like I'm just gonna keep making shit. I'm not gonna worry about it. Like I could check TikTok religiously all day, and I still don't have enough time to process it. I'm just making stuff, so that that feels good. But uh, good. there are definitely non-music things in my life that are suffering very badly so i'm not thinking about it yet so in well, two weeks we'll come real. back and i'll just give you some more losses then <laughs> sounds uh, good You're and in what there. i got coming up i got a fucking song out at midnight tomorrow friday Let's morning go. thursday night friday morning first song in like two years it's dope i got an animated music video gonna do a whole live thing on youtube countdown and then just premiere the video and then live again after and then is, I got uh, a bunch of interviews. I'm doing a cat calls with uh, Cat Bine. I think uh, she's the homie. I love her. She's so dope. She was like, sent me some music today on Twitter, and we were chatting about Prince. She's the best. I'm oh, doing shit. a cat calls uh, uh, on March 4th. I think I don't even know that that's announced. So, uh, but uh, is yeah, this that's the song be dope. about the phone? This about is the me. song about the phone. Have Great. I sent it to you? No, but I saw the the you said, I saw the thing was it on TikTok or something almost certainly yeah it's yeah really love that i'll send you the i got seven of the tracks mastered of the 12 on the album i'll send it to you sick i can't believe i haven't honestly yeah i want to hear that, that shit i too. spent time up. i see you guys more than i see literally anyone else in the world except my girlfriend <laughs> who i live with <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send yeah it to me too. i'm stoked about that i think the song is really good uh i've been teasing sections of it but the bridge is like pretty special everyone i've played it for like, whoa what the fuck about that bridge though so i'm stoked <laughs> to put that out i think it's like a new era of shit i think it's way better than anything i've made before and Great. this is like probably the most normal song on the album everything else is like way just doing all kinds of different shit it's like a punk song it's all over the place 
So, uh, yeah, I'm stoked. It's a good time to be alive. Fuck yeah. Congrats, man. Exciting. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I like Thanks, it. Thanks, lads. I'll get you. I'll send you that link. I can't believe I have it. Somebody else go. Give me that. Uh, I can go. Um, we yeah. just like uh, a couple of weeks ago, we released Blue's big single Vintage. We got like the cover of Spotify's Lauren playlist. She was on the cover of New Music Daily on Apple, on Super Bloom on Apple. We're getting radio mm-hmm. spins on Sirius XM, um, BBC Radio One, Triple J, you know, all sorts of crazy press looks. So she's just like, it's just a very exciting time. Um, to be working with an artist like that. And like, I just got, it's just like very refreshing to work with an artist who works as hard as she does as well. Um, Cause she's nonstop grinding all the time. Um, EP drops in two weeks. So I'm, I'm uh, yeah, on March 5th. So that's like something I'm looking forward to. But I, we also just signed a, a couple, a couple of really cool artists that, um, that are a little lesser known um, that I really believe in. And we're excited to put those projects out. Um, one, called 53 thieves um and one's called ben's been dead very very much believe in in both of those acts a lot so that's going to be a little bit further down the road um but very excited about working with them um but because of all of this my loss is going to be just like my my stress management (laughs) has has been out the, out the door for like since yeah. basically since the year started uh, it's like you, you, i thought i had like a little bit of a break like over the holidays and then like as <laughs> soon as like january hit it's just been absolutely non-stop grinding and it's not going to slow down anytime soon um but that's just you know that's the life I chose, like I chose to be in music and that's what it takes to, to be like a record label and like a curator in the scene. So, um, mm. I, I, I do love my job, but I, I definitely need to figure out how to, how to handle all that stress a little bit better. I'd be a human being. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. It. Those are crazy wins. Those are like crazy yeah. wins. Those are huge. Every, everything that you listed off that's in the good. beginning. That's, that's a awesome. good time to be alive. Yeah. It's, it's very fun. It's very exciting. Yeah, congrats. That's fucking sick. Nope. Thank you. Yeah, congrats, man. Snaws. Ross. Oh, it's my turn. Well, uh, we'll see here. Let's see wins. Um that uh, that, yeah. that metal Lucy Daydream shirt is you a like win. It? I love that thing. That's like <laughs> one of my favorite merch things I've ever had made. I was like, we gotta do a fucking death metal Lucy Daydream shirt. I need one of those for sure. We'll get I'll get you one. I'll get one sent over some of your address. Um yeah, I guess uh, I've been, I feel good. I've been, I'm in the process right now. Um, I finished a synthwave album. I think I might've said yeah. that last time. Yeah. But I'm out much in the process of um, some different stuff. And I'm uh, singing a bunch of my own records for, not that I haven't done that before, but like, you know, not at this capacity for the first time. So that's kind of, it's a win and also sometimes a loss because, you know, sometimes you just sound like shit on your fucking records. You know, you hear it in your head and you sing it and you're like, that's pretty good. And then you hear it on the recording. You're like, really? Wow. <laughs> All the time. All the, absolutely. Every time I ever record my voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, uh, yeah, I'm like, and I'm a musician. Wow. Really? 
with that. <laughs> this is what's supposed to pay my bills. Yeah, but you know what it is like as a singer is like the the more and more you do it, the more you find like you, you just might not something might not be good because the key's not right, you know. And you just got to yeah, find yeah. what keys your your voice works best in, um, you know. And that's uh, that's something I've I'd figured out. But um, yeah, I'm just in the process, and I I do love the process even though uh, we'll never know the outcome until it's happening. True. Mm. Yes. Randy, tell us about Fucking it. True. Oh, uh, I feel like a broken record because I've been rinsing and repeating like pretty much the same process for VR, the last... VR, VR, yes. But it's been going VR. amazing. <laughs> the, the, pro- the project's growing faster than like almost anything I've, I've um, messed with. And uh, I, I played another show and it went really awesome. Um, reaction was really awesome. Um, I'm about to put out uh, like an EP and then I'm building worlds around the EP. Okay. And then uh, I'm, I s- started on this other like project. Like it's still music related in that same world, but it's sort of harnessing like the talents of a bunch of people moving forward with something, which is really exciting, really awesome. Um, just i'm building a community and i'm building um like it feels like a building an actual like fan base uh and to do that from scratch is like crazy difficult these days oh yeah um yeah and uh to do it on my own terms is really liberating and really exciting and and on top of it like i've just been meeting all these incredible people that they like the people that are into the stuff feel more like friends than fans and so that's been really amazing too because I'm just surrounded by all these rad people. Um, yeah. So I learned how to do the wins, I guess, are just like I leveled up technically. Um, I figured out a new way to, to, to play live stuff in VR too, that mixes um, like I could do, I can, I can DJ any way I want to. I can play live with drum machines and then have the worlds react to the drum machine. I could do all kinds of crazy shit, learn how to do that over the last couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, I'm getting ready to release some like an EP basically and um, some mixes. And I also started like a, yeah, like a, like a show too that's reoccurring. So I've just been like going, you know, it's been like 16 hour days, like front to back, just I'm grinding like super fucking hard and it's paying off. So it feels good. And uh, the loss is the same. It's that like my sleep hygiene is for shit and my like, um, my nerves get frayed hard occasionally because I'm not like, I'm not as like on it, but I've been doing the Wim Hof breathing method, um, a lot lately. I've been doing that in the morning and at night. And that's like been really amazing. You can look up Wim W H I M H O F F Hoff. There's a 10 minute breathing exercise and you can do that in the morning and at night. And if that doesn't change the way you feel, oh, yeah, I don't know what guy. to tell you. You probably, t- probably, I don't know, eat some acid or something. And, uh, you know, that's that, that's my, that's my deal. That's it. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Like, yeah. uh, yeah, like you said, building something from the ground up is not easy. So like uh, what you're doing is super impressive. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's come really far in a really short period of time. Like it's been about a month and a half and it's already like, you know, doing some stuff. So I'm excited. And I, I believe in that space. I'm going to bother everyone. I'm still going to bother you, Hunter. I'm going to bother everybody to come check this shit out because like, I know like as soon as like 
you see it and you hear like uh, like how talented all these people are and everything and you you see the scene you're gonna be like oh fuck yeah that that's an actual music scene that's crazy that's probably the only music scene you know because the world's shut down right now yeah i mean other countries get to do shit but like you know for us this is we don't we don't have much you you Uh, pretty much need a pc to get in there right to get in yeah but you can you can check it out on desktop and it's still sick it's still very social like because you you can you know talk through your mic your avatar just looks a little lifeless compared to everybody else because like everybody else is in full full body and like dancing and shit and you might just be standing there but plenty of people come hang out on desktop mode all the time i do it all the time just because like i'm working and i I chill in there in my worlds and like have meetings and stuff so that people come meet with my avatar, but I'm just on desktop and like, so people can pop in and out and I can talk to them and being able to get things done quickly. VR is like an amazing tool for that too. Cause you can just pop in and meet with everybody real quick, pop to another meeting. Like there's no travel time and you know, it's, it's not unlike having a zoom or something, but you get body language, which you don't get out of a zoom. And that's like, pretty telling and a sense of telepresence you know but uh it's uh cool. it's been rad so all good things just lots more hard work to do i know i've got like i've got years of 16 hour days to go and i'm ready i'm, I'm in the i never stops i'm in the saddle baby i'm ready let's go i'll try not to think about that sick we'll turn it yeah yeah i mean this is this is this turned out so rad and uh hunter like we uh, really appreciate you taking time out to bark at us. Thanks for being here. Thanks yeah. Here, I mean, man. again, yeah. Good to see all you guys and like talk to you, talk to all of you. Um, I really appreciate the invite coming on. I had a blast doing it. This was, this was so fun uh, talking and like hearing your, your opinions on things and like what you're all working on. So this is, this was great. Actually, yeah, you, Hunter flipped it on us. I mean, you were like, you were like the, you were the host a couple of times. You like flipped oh, yeah. on us on this one, Hunter. Yeah, he he was he was going for it. You need I to mean, come. I, you come back as be and just be a host. Yeah, I mean, I'd be down. Like <laughs> this is fun. It's cool. It's just four like, cents. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it four cents. We'll add it. Hey, we'll just go get that Spotify up. royalty. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, baby. All right, everybody, be good. Thanks for hanging with us. If you're still there. You know, don't forget to feed your mind positive shit. Have your champions breakfast, meditate, drink water. Tell people that you uh, love that you (laughs) love them and then come back next time. Peace.